welcome back to From the Word Ghost, the paranormal podcast for believers and skeptics alike. I'm your host AJ and every week I bring a brand new paranormal story to try and convince my skeptic co-host Jamie. That's me! Of all things paranormal, before we get started in today's episode, we ask if you like the content, leave a five-star review on any podcast listening platform. Right, last week was our anniversary episode, but this week we are back into the spookiness and back into me trying to convince Jay of the paranormal. So what have you chosen this week to try and convince me? After bringing up Nessie and other paranormal creatures in our (laughs) wood... (laughs) Why not? After bringing up Nessie, (laughs) Nessie's going to convince me, baby. Mate, you're a Nessie fanboy. You're a proper Nessie stan. What are you all about? I love a bit of Nessie, but I think you're going to struggle this week. After bringing up Nessie and other paranormal creatures in our Would You 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 Rather Wednesday episodes, I thought it's about time to dive deeper on some of these beings rather than haunted houses or dolls. Cryptids. Cryptids or cryptoids or cryptid. something. Cryptid sounds right. Cryptid. Right? Cryptid. Cryptids? I don't know. Cryptoids? That Wait. just sounds that just sounds Cryptoid. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> It does. It sounds like a little cartoon. <laughs> also, I just want to say, I have got a bit of a throat and chest, so yeah. there will be a lot of coughing, a lot of... That's <laughs> so, right. You had snotty Apologies, me the last yeah. couple of weeks. Now you've got, um, yeah, you got chest infection, Jay. <laughs> chest infection, Jay. That's my nickname in high school. This week, we were... <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> like, really fucking delayed response <laughs> Oh, fucking hell, where was I? Now, this week, we will be checking out the legend of the Wendigo. This was a suggestion from you, Jay. It's obvious that you know something or you've researched this before briefly. Can you tell me anything before we get into it? All I can say is I've played until dawn. That was it. You asked, <laughs> you asked for a creature is the first thing that came to yeah. my mind. Um, I'm thinking about doing a Paranormal Creatures episode and within seconds it was a Wendigo. Yeah, well, I, mean, I know Wendigo's because of that. I think there's a film I've seen of it, but I'm not sure. But I played until dawn, so I feel like I'm a veteran. I'm a super soldier against the <laughs> Wendigos. I make choices to make some people survive. Some people did die, but I think I've only seen the ending of that game. Like the the well, I've seen one scene where someone fucked it up massively. Man, you everyone. If you've died. not played it, you should definitely play it. It's a great game. I think game. I would shit myself if I played because <laughs> some of the some of the gameplay I've seen it just shits me up. Plus, I'm really ignorant and I just make the worst decisions in life. True. In games, it's not. You much have no better. survivors <laughs> left. There thank, are no NCs. Thank fuck I don't live my life like until dawn. <laughs> the Wendigo is an evil creature from the folklore of Plains and Great Lakes natives, based around the East Coast forests of Canada. I hear they uh, keep their Wendigos locked in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I vowed never to return to Canada, but here we are a couple of weeks yeah, later. Yeah, literally. A few days, basically. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, I really want to go to Canada as well. You can't now. You're blacklisted. <laughs> <laughs> it's often described as a malevolent spirit that takes human-like shape. Basil H. Johnson, a teacher and scholar from Ontario, once gave a description of the creature saying, The Wendigo was... Whoa, what are you doing? What? This is a highly respected teacher and scholar from the University of Ontario speaking. Not Aaron Jones recovering from the previous <laughs> night's mentor. Show a bit of class and decorum. Fuck. All right, what what voice are we going with this week? Where's he from? He's from Ontario, Canada. Oh, I wonder what voice we're going for, Aaron. <laughs> Fuck. You've done fuck, you've fuck. done a masterclass. I'm really fucking in the Canadian over Canada voice. Right at the minute. Oh, fucking. The Wendigo was gaunt 
to the point of emaciation. <laughs> emaciation. Its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones, with the bones pushing out against its skin. <laughs> its complexion, the ash grey of death, and its eyes. Its eyes. Eyes. <laughs> yeah. That was like gold member. <laughs> That's your keeper. <laughs> oh, oh God, Jamie's no. dying. Yeah, it's not good. God damn. Uh, where was I? And his eyes. <laughs> and his eyes pushed back deep into its sockets. The Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton recently disentered from the grave. What lips it had, tattered and bloody, uncleaned and suffering from separation of the flesh, the Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition of death and corruption. What the fuck does corruption smell of? I'd assume Boris Johnson. <laughs> yeah, <that's insane. laughs> that damn blue shampoo. Gas being <laughs> cut off because you can't fucking pay your bills. What o- is it? corruption. <laughs> corruption. Legend states that when you come across such a creature, it made its victims overcome with the feeling of greed and destruction, prompting the victims to succumb to cannibalism and murder. Some tribes say that after eating the flesh of another human, the cannibals would soon start to take shape of the Wendigo itself and continue the cycle. Just like a zombie with extra steps. What the fuck is the point? (laughs) Is human-like zombie. Yeah. Cannibal zombie. Yeah. When it eats the flesh, they turn into a zombie. Oh, you got a point. Wendigo are zombies. The new game show. (laughs) It is said that the Wendigo is seen as an embodiment of gluttony and would never be happy with their meals they are many times larger than the average human and every time it ate a human its size would increase in proportion to its meal meaning that it would never be full and satisfied can relate buddy (laughs) you know i'm saying no amount of pizza will fill this void i tell you (laughs) god damn it pizza can't fill the void Jesus. Nothing can fill it. <laughs> it's a constant void. Every that time was I... the weirdest look you've ever given me. <laughs> and the worst, t- the most inappropriate sentence to give me that look for as well. <laughs> nothing, nothing can fill the void. Come here, eyes. <laughs> I know it's getting sweating. We're acting weird in here, but God damn. We've been spending too much time together, baby. <laughs> Thus, the constant feeling of greed and also meaning that they would always look as if they are on the brink of starvation. <laughs> Gee, that's gross. Bro, I'm <laughs> fucking struggling. I'm suffering. I'm sorry, more? everyone. No, no, I don't want anything. I want to die. I just want death to... to... Well, do it quietly without snorting oh, so I'm much. I'm sorry, I'll try. Fuck me blind. So this monster that once was a human surely doesn't still possess human-like qualities, right? Well, in some depictions, yes, but not all. Some say that, they, some say that it still maintains the ability to speak and to use tools so they may continue to beckon their prey or threaten them. In 1666, the term Wendigo psychosis was created to describe people who has been possessed by the creature in situations of dire need for food that eventually turn to cannibalism in order to survive. In many cases, the victims of Wendigo psychosis have been killed in order to prevent mass cannibalism, but one particular culture, the Cree, believe that it can be cured by ingesting animal fats meats and even animal grease i could just imagine them like oh oh so you can you can cure cannibalism uh, you can cure cannibalism <laughs> cannibalism you can cure cannibalism can you they're like no we can, but we can cure cannibalism yeah, <laughs> yeah you dumbass <laughs> we can cure cannibalism by eating animal great that's great so so what's the animal what's the animal is human 
Yeah, it's definitely humans yeah. are an animal. <laughs> Come here. Also, it's like I'm. I'm sure these people aren't choosing to be cannibals. Ca- cannibal elves. Cannibals. <laughs> cannibals. <laughs> right off the now. bat. I'm, I'm pretty sure if they had access to animal fats and meats, I'm pretty sure they <laughs> yeah. wouldn't have to eat fucking people. That's not how Wendigos work, is it, Aaron? No, but you know, you know, you just know. You just know what. Moving on. You just know what. No, no, no. Moving on. If successful, it is what? believed that they. You know will what? Vo- what do you know? I just know. You just know what? Don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> if successful, it is believed that they will vomit ice to finalise the healing process. One of my favourite stories I could find on the Wendigo shows how the creature still had its human-like abilities, but could easily bend those around it to its whim. Just like, yeah, still goes into the office, yeah. still, still makes cold calls. <laughs> Jesus. Checking you into A and E later, bruv. It's a true it's it's a true <laughs> checking you into A and E fucking brain scan. It's truly a legendary story in the First Nation culture and is still told to this day. A long time ago in the winter, a small tribe was struggling to survive with the rations they had. It was an intense camp with very little laughter or joy as each day became more and more difficult to bear. One night the tribe were approached by what seemed to be a large man hunched over and naked, his pale skin glowing in the moonlight. They informed the man that they had no food to share as they were struggling to feed themselves. Not to worry. No. Not to worry, said the man. natural boy, Jesus Christ. Just do it, boys. You'll be fine. Everyone believes in you. You can do it. Not to worry, said the man. And he's upset oh, fucking like dogs that. Jesus up. Christ. Jesus. Dogs Christ. are like, this is sketchy man. cunt upstairs. See, that voice was so good, Aaron. I know. They just thought someone else had entered the house. Not to worry, said the man. And he slowly turned and left the camp, disappearing into the forest. <laughs> just right. don't like me, fam. <laughs> Later that night, the tribe was awoken with the sounds of screaming. Springing to their feet, the men of the tribe readied themselves for a fight, thinking it was possibly a rival tribe hoping to steal their food. They were wrong. What they saw instead was the large man, but now they could see all of him. His skin was stretched and decaying, still grey, but this time the man resembled death itself. I just... (laughs) For some reason, pictured a really fucking dusty Stretch Armstrong, what? like a grey Stretch Armstrong, with the full His skin smile. Was stretched. If you didn't have a Stretch Armstrong as you growing up, you fucking have the. I met someone the other day that claims to have broken their Stretch to stretched it so far that they broke it. You met someone the other day who is a liar. <laughs> <laughs> He was slumped over the body of a woman, and he was eating her. With each mouthful, the tribe saw it grow and grow. Without much of a fight, the man introduced itself as the Wendigo and continued to devour the entire camp, growing ever larger, but remaining skinny and ever more hungry. The only person to survive was a young boy, but soon the Wendigo spotted him. It cornered the young boy and grabbed him by the arm. With its large and sharp nail, the Wendigo pricked the boy's finger. No, not fat enough yet, the Wendigo said. It was not happy with the fatness of the boy and insisted that the boy travelled with it. Why does this just sound like a drunken parent retelling the story of Hansel and Gretel? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, then we go come in. You're not fat enough. (laughs) We can fill you up. Eat my house. (laughs) 
On their travels together, they discovered a town full of people. It seemed as though there was plenty to eat for the boy, as well as the Wendigo. Go to the village and bring me some food, boy. Eat until your heart's content, but bring me my food. The boy, without much convincing, ran straight to the village and began to gorge it himself. It wasn't long until the locals began to ask the boy questions about his appearance in the village, to which the boy informed them of his companion and their travels. I mean, what a fucking... <coughs> what a dream team to travel with, right? Just a boy and his Wendigo friend <laughs> Traveling through the villages Looking for food to fatten him up So we can eat him <laughs> It's Wendigo <laughs> and the boy That's the noise the Wendigo makes I think we've got to do an animated show the, the Wendigo and the boy uh, if you, I'm Class s- you know that I'm fucking ill when I'm getting <laughs> just to this babbling. Oh, it's great. How the turntables. Help me. The village people swarmed together and marched to the forest, where the boy informed them the Windigo was waiting for him. Feeling no hunger nor desperation, the people of the village cornered the Wendigo and cut off its legs, leaving it to die in the cold forest. Fucking not so much as a hello there. Why would it care either? It pukes ice for fuck's sake. <laughs> cold forest is nothing. Its this internal is, organs are made just of frosty. A little bit less comfortable because, you know, my legs ain't attached anymore, but we move. The next day, the people of the village came together again and wanted to make sure the creature was dead. It wasn't. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It wasn't. (laughs) And that's the end of the story. (laughs) When they arrived at the forest, they saw the Wendigo on its back, holding one of its severed legs. It was sucking on the bones and drinking the marrow. Have you got enough fat in it? One of the villagers said, referring to the bone marrow. Oh yes, I've eaten plenty of you. Many fat and young. So yes, my bones are full of it. The people wasted no time. They cut the Wendigo into small pieces and nailed them to the trees nearby. And they did not see this or any other Wendigo again. The legend doesn't end there though. In the early 1900s, a man known to European settlers as Jack Fiddler was a member of the Cree culture and a well-known healer in his community. Jack dedicated his life to ridding the world of the Wendigo curse. The only way to do this was via murder in his eyes. <laughs> Wonderful. This guy... In the case of murder of Jeff, how do you plead? <laughs> Not guilty, Your Honor, on reasons of curing a Wendigo curse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. That's fine. Throw the case out. That's fine, That's... Jack. He was here last week. That's... He did the same thing. He's, he's just curing the world. It's fine. It's like zero to a hundred so quick. It's just like, right, are you feeling the need for human flesh? Right, strangle this motherfucker. <laughs> Let's get rid of him. Right, this just reminded up. me, sorry, this just reminded me of um, last night a message I was watching The Conjuring Part 3. Yeah, yeah. And then I was thinking back to when we did, The Devil Made Me Do It, we did an episode on it. Yeah. And I was like, I don't remember anything about these <laughs> witches when we did it. Yeah, the witch was like... What is that story? Sorry to go off on a tangent. It just reminded me. What the fuck was in that film? Honestly, I don't know what the director was doing there because it was like the first... 30 minutes of that film are like near enough spot on. I thought it was great. And then the witch gets involved. And I like, thought it was lame. <laughs> <laughs> it 
It was so bad. But you you messaged me like halfway through it, just like, this is pretty good. I was like, wait till the end. It's not that good. <laughs> Basically, the only part of the investigation that's in the film is the first 30 minutes. It's just mental, Crazy. Anyway, back to the story. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I'm ill. He would travel around the area investigating families and villages, seeking out the dreaded creatures. If he were to stumble across someone that was either thinking or attempted to eat human flesh, he would first start the treatment with local medicines and prayers, but if the treatment didn't work quickly in order to cleanse the town of the curse, he would murder and bury the subjects. It sounds like, he said like thinking or eating, like thinking about it or eating is like, oh, you, you're thinking about it, murder. <laughs> Kill him. I killed him, he was thinking about eating meat. How did he say something? No, I just, get, I can doubt. That's why I killed him. I killed him dead. It's like Jake's just sat there in the, in the, in the village with everyone. Oh, how's everyone doing? I'm pretty hungry, man. I'm thinking about getting something to eat. And Jake's just turning his head slowly, just like, and what exactly are you going to have to eat? Oh, just a nice bit of meat. Kill him. Kill him. Kill him now. Bury him. (laughs) Jack was eventually arrested for his crimes in 1907 when his sister was found dead and buried with hand marks around her neck. Jack took his own life before his trial. One question I had was. (laughs) Let's say that again. One question I had was. (laughs) (laughs) You say exactly the same. I'm gonna. I said that, Stu. I'm gonna say that again. One question I had was. One question I had was. One question I had was, <laughs> has anyone survived a run-in with the Wendigo? You look like you're about to nod off. Man. I feel like I am. I'm dead, bro. I'm so ill. Uh, Leave me to die. I'll chirp off every now and then. Okay. Tell your stories. Come on. We like telling your stories. <laughs> tell me some stories, Papa. Okay, shut up and I will. Tell me the stories, Papa. Well, according to... <laughs> you fucking weird guy. Well, well, according to some sources, another member of the Cree met a Wendigo and lived to tell the tale, sort of. The Cree man was known as a tour guide for visitors of his village and a well-liked and respected man. He had a loving family and a great relationship with everyone in the town. This only made things weirder when he and his family decided to spend their winter not in the town, but alone in the forest. Now, for some context... There were still posts with food available close by the forest, as well as no restrictions for the family to return to the village. They would be welcomed back with open arms. Once the winter was over, he returned, but his family did not. He told the officers of the village that the whole family had succumbed to cannibalism due to the curse of a Wendigo. That's really fucking extreme, and it just makes yeah. something else up. <laughs> Yeah, the curse of a Wendigo. I would have just said they froze. They froze. <laughs> it's Canada, man. It's fucking cold up here. <laughs> it's what? Cold Utea. 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 However, the officers did not believe him and ordered him to take them to the family's camp. When they arrived, the officers were horrified. They discovered the skeletons of his family. The bones had been picked clean and the skulls empty. That's such a God. trap as well. Oh, the officers don't believe me. Let me just take them to the dead bodies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, that's fine. You don't believe me, officers. Okay, cool. See ya. You know what I mean? I'll be <laughs> like, okay, weekend. cool. Don't ask any more questions. <coughs> You've already got all you're getting out of me. Yeah, exactly. We're done, as far as I'm concerned. See you guys in a bit. The village spared no time and executed the man for his crimes, and they believed to be rid of the curse. In today's world, the Wendigo plays a vital role of pop culture horrors, with countless books and movies using the legendary creature as a basis for their silver screen monsters. Stephen King famously referenced the Wendigo in his book Pet Cemetery, a story surrounded by pain and suffering and tremendous violence. 
When the family cat dies, the owner takes it to the cemetery that their neighbour shows him, and the cat is revived overnight. But when it returns, it is violent and not the family member they remembered. The same is said for the youngest child that was hit by oncoming traffic and killed. Rattled and distraught, the father buries the child in the same cemetery. Here's the catch. The cemetery was under the Wendigo's curse, and whatever is buried there will come back with the taste of human flesh. The only difference between Stephen King's description of the beast is that instead of being completely human-like, the creature had great antlers in the style of a stag. Jay, have you seen any Wendigo in any movies, books? I you say, in my day-to-day life. <laughs> yes. Yes. I saw one in the line at the bank last week. They're always crossing the road when I try to go to work. <laughs> They're just here, Jamie. No, that's Wendigo. <laughs> have you seen any Wendigos in pop culture? Any movies, TV shows, books? As I said, Until Dawn played that. Great. Mm-hmm. I would argue, are, are the creatures from Descent Wendigos or based on Wendigos? Have you seen the Descent? I have seen the Descent. Are those Wendigos? I don't know, but I feel like they've got Wendigo qualities about them, for sure. Kind of, yeah, but they're like goblins as well, man. They're like, oh, they're like bat things, aren't they? They can there, see in the dark. There is another film I've seen, but I cannot for the life of me remember I think it's like, um, there's a, the four guys fucking hiking, didn't they? And they just keep getting fucking spiked to trees and shit by this yeah, massive thing. I think I've definitely seen a film, but I can't remember it. I can't remember the name of it, but no. It wasn't nah. very memorable. Apart from Pet Cemetery and a couple of films, I've not really seen it too much. No. No, that's, and that's one of the reasons why I said to you to look into it, because I haven't seen much about them, but what I have seen is cool and, and pretty spooky. So They are popular. Everyone knows of a Wendigo. If, if you were to say the word Wendigo, I'm sure a lot of yeah. people would have a rough idea and i drew a wendigo for spooky island radios you logo. did yeah that was cool oh, yeah i forgot about that that was a wendigo it was sick shout out to spooky island radio yeah there you go if you're not listening fuck you <laughs> <laughs> nice nice so what do you think of the wendigo man where would you rank them on like your your top horror movie or uh paranormal creatures list are they up near the top or are they nessie's number one Right, let's get that clear. Nessie's number one. I'm fucking about when it comes to Nessie. Would you say Barney the Dinosaur is a paranormal creature? Barney the Dinosaur (laughs) was created by the devil himself. So yeah, Barney's number two then. (laughs) (laughs) Then I'd probably have to go Bigfoot, right? It's a classic. He's the OG. Okay. When you think of paranormal creature, what do you think of? Bigfoot, right? Straight away. Yeah. yeah. Bigfoot's got it. You know, he's like... It's the overplayed song on the radio. He's, he's that guy. But, you know, everyone does love him. But they No, love... he's a bit too big for his boots, yeah, you, know? you know. You know, people love to pretend they don't love him. But, you know, just like Coldplay. They, <laughs> you, you really, you've you got a sweet spot for Big Does Man. the Wendigo trump Pigman on your Oh, list? yeah, Pigman's fucking full of shit. Nah, man. Pigman's not real. You heard it from me and from Jack. Pigman is real. So, nah, mad respect for the Wendigo, then. Mad respect. <laughs> Just slightly less respect than Big <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so he's sitting on, like, the number four? Yeah, number four, okay. I'd say. And, you know, like, just above him, Bigfoot, there's some big shoes to fill. This is true. Right, that is going to do it for us uh, from the word ghost. Yeah, sorry, a bit of a shorter episode this week. I'm just struggling, guys. Jamie's struggling. not doing too good. Give me a break, yeah? Give me a break. Just give me a break. <laughs> he works very hard, okay? Um, yeah, I need a break. 
if you want to be our next listener's story, Jay, if you're up to it, if you have the strength within to carry on, where can the people send their stories, please? You can send your story from the one ghost at gmail.com or those Instagram DMs. You sound so much like Robin Hood when he prepared tends to be a mega. There's like pounds, pounds for the poor. Light, <laughs> Ready? Three, two, one. Whee! Right, join us next week and we will continue to explore the unknown together. Good night. Good night.